uh, Sybil, please remind me to update the the logo for the podcast that I paid John to do a year ago at this point, at the very least. Has that, has that just been sitting? It's just been sitting on my hard drive, yeah. Oh, not the gray and black one with the barcodes? Yeah. No, it's oh, you have a new we one? each have our own mask. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I exchanged yeah. monies for services. <laughs> you should use those services. That, I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm asking to be reminded. <laughs> new year, new me. Being on top of things. Um, also remind me that I need to fix the Google Podcast link, because I think those are broken right now. Oh, that's sad. Um, I, I don't know how much of our audience was on Google Does... Podcast, but they might be sad. Hello, and welcome to the new year of Journey Through the Decacast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this time we watched episodes 43 and 44 of Kamen Rider Ryuki. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, both pretty good episodes. Yeah, pretty solid. Uh, episode 43 was entitled The Hero Fights, and episode 44 was entitled Classy Happiness. Those are pretty good names. Yeah, I agree. They, they, they fit well. Even if this guy's idea of a hero is not great. <gasps> so so when I sat down to watch this one, I was, uh... Were you just like, man, I hope Catboy guys. I was explaining to Rachel, like, okay, so Tiger Guy's thing is, is that he is, like, the galaxy brain version of a hero where he's like, heroes lose things that they care about, so if I murder everyone who I like... Then I'll be a hero, taps Temple. And like, and then you watched it happen in slow motion. Yeah, and then he just does that straight up in episode 44. <laughs> Kill my friends before I lose them. Best strategy. Yeah. And like... Which is really... It's just kind of hilarious after seeing Gazelle Dude spend so long befriending this guy. I mean, you kind of... Like, if thinking about it it's like oh he's making a terrible decision you got this guy who's like yes i will sacrifice those i care about for more power i'm gonna become this guy's friend and have him care about me Mm, yes yeah it wasn't the best play also i feel like we're so close to getting to the plot of this show we are almost there there are only six episodes left we are so close they're starting to hint at it So close. We just <laughs> might get to it before the end of the series. That's true. Anyway, so this episode starts off with the classic recap. However, this recap is hilarious because we don't recap the professor dying. Yeah, they jump back to before the professor dies, and he's just still standing there, which is confusing in case you're like, wait, didn't that guy die? Yeah, you go back to the, before the point, the thing they actually decided to recap on was uh, 
was UA controlling mirror monsters because that's a thing Which, she can do. Which, to be fair, is much more important to the plot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I get that, but like, professor guy. Yeah, but he was just there as fodder for our uh, our, our young murderous friend. It's still a giant shame that the best suit in the show is used as fodder. <laughs> it is. It's, his suit is real good. Uh, I think Night Survive might be the best suit in the whole show. But I would have to see Night Survive again, and it's been a hot minute since we've seen it. I, uh, Common Rider Alternative and Tiger are both quite good, though. Yeah. I'm trying to think now. Did like. Did Ren do anything these episodes? Um, no. No, he did not. He kind of just, he was there for Shinji to emote excitedly and worriedly at and tell him, Shinji, you are much too excitable. I am stable. Look at how stable I am. That's fair. Um, so yeah, so we have a recap and then, uh... Shinji tries to wick uh, Yue up, and then the monsters start attacking him, and, you know, that whole thing goes, and then we kind of just, like, smash cut back to Shinji going back to the cafe looking for Yue, and he doesn't find her, and then he finds Ren, and he's like, Ren, check this shit out, and he explains the situation. Uh, Yeah. Just kind of has him stand there, it's like, hey, I got information for you. And there's also, like... There's a weird background thing where, like, some th- some kind of, like, party thing's going on at the cafe. I I, th- I think it is literally just there to show that... That no one does their job? Ant is having a real problem with the cafe, and no, yeah, nobody's actually helping her, and it's stressing her out to the point that she just gives up. Yeah, they're all too busy with Kamen Rider shit to actually help her run the cafe. <laughs> Um, because, like, if you had on, if you had on your bingo card, uh, UA in a maid outfit, um, somehow you get to check that off. Uh, I hadn't, but, you know, hey, uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I mean, yeah, it was a cute maid outfit, but it's like, I don't know how to feel about it. It just kind of came out of nowhere, and the slow pan upper body was like, okay, didn't really need this, but I guess it's here. Was that in, in UA? He wrote it, but it wasn't directed by him. I guess he's technically more the the writer anyway, so... Um. It is vital for my story for there to be a slow pan up this girl's maid-covered body. Look, Kiva happened, Evan. Kiva happened. Part of the joke there is just that they show, like, someone in a maid outfit, and it's like... Who is this? It's like, I at least didn't know until the camera gets up to our face. It's like, oh, okay. That's, I guess this is happening now. Um, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. It is yeah. a, a horny camera um, technique. So we cut from the busy cafe to, um, I guess, Gazelle Boy. We'll, we'll go with... I know he has a name. I didn't learn it. He's he's um, tragic gazelle. <laughs> he's a he's, a, he's a Mega Man enemy. That's like um, a stand name. His name was uh, Mitsuru Sano. 
But, like, that just makes me think of Persona 3, so I'm not going to use it. Um, anyway, so, Gazelle Boy and Cat Boy um, are having a conversation because our Gazelle's like, hey, you kind of killed the guy who was paying me. Are you going <laughs> to pay me now? Oh, God, I forgot this line of dialogue where he's like, uh, oh, you killed your boss, huh? Wow, smart people really do live in a different world, huh? Which just, like fucking cracked me up i don't like i don't know if he means it sarcastically but just the way he's like wow that was a really good idea you must be on another level bro (laughs) it's just was very funny it definitely felt (gasps) very sarcastic of oh wow you just man the plans you got must be astronomical and i bet wheels wheels within wheels um and then catboy's like uh i'm not paying you and then our gazelle voice just like, okay, bye. By the way, um, you're looking pretty dead behind those eyes. And then he just kind of leaves. I feel like there's just for a lot of these, there's like, and a cut happens here. Um, yeah, we go back over to Shinji, who is looking for Yui in the mirror world. Yeah. And then we cut to Yue, who is looking at Shinji, looking for her. Yeah, she's she's got some sort of weird like synchronicity with the mirror world now or something. Yeah, she has she has mirror powers. Or it's she has reawakened to the fact that that's where she's from. Though not permanently cuz she's going to forget again shortly. Yeah. Um Gazelle uh gets gets paid for polishing that car a couple episodes back. Uh, the, yeah, like, the guy drops the dollar on the ground, he has to, like, reach under the car to get it, and it's like, this sucks. I'm like, yeah. Well, no, I think, like, he gave it to him, and then he dropped it, and then it got ran over, and he's just like, man, rich people sure are different. I, I got the feeling it was that he's gone through this song and dance with this guy enough times that the guy is now just automatically, like, here, take the money, shut the fuck up, and is, like, not even thinking and, like, holding it out and dropping it, and, like, not even making sure that he's holding on to it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was, like, specifically cruel. It's just a thing that makes Gazelle Guy decide that, like, you know, this this degradation I go through regularly for capitalism is kind of bullshit. Just Let's to try it. and do something else. And... Yeah, that's fair. You know, same. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have magic powers to fall back on, so... Well, those magic powers come at a cost. Yeah, I'm not sure that, uh... Becoming a common writer would be the best of ideas, especially in this situation. Uh, it depends on which universe is common writer, but yeah. I, I mean, That's in true. any of them, really. Does does it make does it make any of them money? It doesn't really seem like yeah, it, it. It doesn't like it's not a thing that's gonna make you money. It's not really the benefits you're gonna be are hey, my world isn't getting destroyed or those people I care about aren't in danger. But then if you would have, why would you have been a common writer anyway? I mean, technically, if you're double, you're running a detective agency. So I assume you're getting paid for that. Uh, the guy, who is the doctor guy? The video game doctor guy? Like he, he... Emu? Yeah. yeah like He's he... a doctor. I assume he gets paid for that. He was a common writer as part of his job. So, you know. And what, the guy in Build was like a scientist. Did he sell the shit he made? No. No? Okay. 
he was living in the basement of a cafe. Oh. A secret basement. So not like uh, a <laughs> a well a well uh he, not a scientist with like grant money. Right. Oh, uh, there was um the, the what's his name from Zero One? He became president. Well, yeah, but the common writer thing just kind of came along with that, not the other way around. Yeah, I mean, still a job he gets paid for. Anywho. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Gazelle goes to the cafe, and Shinji immediately beats him up. Yeah, Shinji's pissed at him because he's basically blaming him for what happened to Yue, of uh, right. her waking up and going crazy and stuff. And this just starts a list of Gazelle Boy going and visiting people and getting beaten the shit out of. Yeah, he goes to oh, visit wait, no, this, the lawyer. Oh, wait, that's Cat Boy I'm thinking of. Yeah, he goes to visit the lawyer and is like, Hey, if you can't hire me, can you give me a letter of introduction to other people who might want to hire me? Which might be the best part of the episode, is what Lawyer does here. <laughs> it's good. It is pretty good, yeah. Like, I'm very pro how this played out. <laughs> um, But yeah, he does to do that, and uh, Takeshi goes to find uh, Catboy, who I, I know's name is... Um, Satoru Tojo but he's Catboy um, and Takeshi's like hey uh, we should have a writer fight and then they go to have a writer fight cause uh he just likes to fight and it's, it's the guy's perfect for it and- yeah and then we get to see Freeze Vent used again but Freeze Vent can't, can't you know be too good when you have three contract monsters yeah kind of stacked against the cat guy yeah asakura's just kind of he's like been op for a while so yeah i mean well like ryuki and ren have like survive cards and which makes them op that's true no one has tried to play freeze vent against their survive cards yet that's true i don't know if it would work to be honest (laughs) i mean they've been so i was talking to this talking about this to rachel a little bit like it really does feel like they could have put some more effort into explaining exactly what the rules for these cards are. Oh, they could have, but then they wouldn't be able to just do the silly bullshit with them. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it turns every fight into just a running series of Deus Ex Machinas over and over again. Because, like, I mean, like, the rules of the cards are not really established at all. I, I Or they could just do, like, what they do in Yu-Gi-Oh! and just, like, escalate the explanation so much. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you've seen, like, the clip. I think it's from Vrain, where, like, this dude, like, in the end to summon this monster, he has to perform every single type of summon that there is in the game. That's too much, man. So, like, he, like... I thought there were only, like, three or four. Oh, no, no, no. So, there's tribute summons, which just require you to sacrifice a monster. Oh, Jesus Christ, Gary. There's, um, exceed summons, which, um... Uh, I think those are the ones that... No, no, those are different from Synchro Summons. Um, There's Synchro Summons. um, There's Pendulum Summons. (laughs) And and there's Link Summons. And there might be more, honestly. Oh, Ritual. I forgot Ritual. It's a lot of summons. Uh Look, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a broken-ass game. (laughs) 
I assume you saw that, uh, well, I think I, I think I retweeted it, that thing that was going around the other day, if Yu-Gi-Oh! is a dumb game, my opponent plays a card called Nutbuster Dragon that has five paragraphs of text with annotations, and then, because I slept less than eight hours last night, I just get to eat shit for the rest of the game. I mean, like, the, the, the hilarious thing is now, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! combos are just so complex that it's becoming an issue with the tournament times that are set for matches that you don't have enough time to play your full sets of games unless you play fast. That's silly. It's wild. Tangent aside, Gazelle is watching this fight happening where Catboy just gets beat up a bunch. Um... And then, like, at the end, he, like, he goes out of the mirror world, and he yeets himself into a lake-watering thing. Yeah, he, like, jumps into a, a little creek. Yeah. Uh, Asakura starts kicking a fence. Yeah, he starts throwing a fit. He's a baby. A true statement. And then, uh, our, our good boy Gazelle comes up. And he's like, hey, I got this uh, this letter of introduction for you. Uh, yeah. He he uh, gives him the letter of introduction. He's like, hey, I want to work with you. Uh, he opens the letter, and it just says uh, moron on it. That's literally the only text on the page. Which is very good. It is very good. Yeah. Like, eight, ten out of ten. Yeah, that was pretty good. Would approve. And of course, this the gazelle guy had no idea, so he's just like, "I am so I, I, I goodbye. I'm leaving." Yeah. <laughs> so next scene, uh, Ren challenges uh, Taiga. You to, mean Kidoka? Uh, Common Rider fight. Oh yeah, yeah, lawyer guy. Yeah. yeah, he challenges Tiger to a fight. Ren and Shinji are also there. No, they're elsewhere looking for UA, and then they're attacked by a monster. Right, right, right. But yeah, yeah, they're attract. They're attacked by um, alternatives contract monster actually because it's uh, free to run around now. That's true. I think it, I think that is correct. And then like Catboy is like, oh, are you the hero now? Because I attacked Reiko. And Kidoko's just like, will you just shut up and get murdered, please? It's like I, I I've never said I was a hero. You stupid child. Shut up. Yeah, he's just like, I'm just going to shoot you. Yeah. So then, um, uh, we cut back, back and forth between the fights. Um, I just want to note that, uh, that lawyer guy does pistol whip Catboy, and I find it hilarious. Yes, he does. very good. It's a good move. Uh, eventually Asakura shows up, knocks lawyer guy to the side, and then continues his fight with Taiga. Yeah, and then Kitaoka tries to, like, take them both out with, uh, his heavy arms. Which, now that I think about it, has literally never worked. No, it's it's super visually impressive. <laughs> it's got a lot of big bang boom. Never works. Every time he uses this, it just makes a big explosion, and then there's a scene transition as everyone just got away from it in the nick of time. I mean, it's just like, he's got to lead the target better. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then, yeah, so they get knocked back into the real world. Uh, Catboy uh, runs off. Takeshi's like, hey, Kidaoka, let's fight. And Kidoko's like, sure. And then Takeshi just passes out. And then Catboy, who's like on the street, he starts to pass out where Gazelle finds him. And then he then passes out. 
but then Catboy, luckily... No, the Gazelle guy doesn't pass out. Yeah. Gazelle takes Taiga back to his apartment Correct. to, like, nurse him back to health. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to instill feelings of affection and then... Since the... no one wants to team up with me, I am going to make someone be on my team by taking care of them. Right. Yeah. Which... Sure, but He's like, I saved your life, therefore now you have to hire me. You have to like me now. And then, um, he gets a call where he learns out his dad's dead. Yeah. Um. And this... Uh, that'll be the plot of the next episode, but the l- first we go to the last scene, which is like... Yue and Shiro having a face-off with, like, two separate armies of monsters. Like a Pokemon battle. It is pretty much, yeah, a Pokemon battle. Pokemon. They're just, like, Yeah, if they really did throw down like this, that would be pretty awesome, but they don't actually and really like, do that here. The implication I got from this scene is Shiro is, like, saying, Hey, I still have some time yet to achieve whatever I'm going to try, you don't need to come out yet. You should go back. I, I have it's to weird. I have to rewatch the scene. Um ah, it's hard because I was clicking through the wiki so I so I know some stuff, like like a bad person. But um <laughs> I I think it can possibly be read as what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, the episode closes out on that. And then we move on to our classy happiness. I did like a motion oh. with my hand, but no one could see it because this was an audio format. Perfect for audio format content. Mm, great radio. Yeah. Um, so we start off with our ever-classic recap. Um... I guess we do have like a big stuntman fight going on. There, there's like a there's like twenty suit actors in this scene or something. By the way, that's true. There are it just is. like monsters fighting in the background during this conversation. It's quite good. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. They pulled out a lot of uh, a lot of costumes. This one must have taken a long time to film, probably, even though it's a pretty minor part of the episode. That's true. Because it is basically just Shiro being like, get out of here. And Yui's like, no. And then she passes out. like, no, I'm staying in the mirror world. And then she falls unconscious. And then Shinji just happens to find her. And I'm not sure whether or not she legitimately does not remember what was going on or is feeding Shinji a line. I can't tell. That's kind of been true for the whole show. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. It's just strange. Yeah. yeah, because, yeah, Shinji wakes Yue up, and then Yue's like, what happened? Um, but in between that, um, we cut back to Gazelle, where his dad has still just died, and then he leaves uh, Catboy to go deal whatever with that, and Catboy just kind of starts to lose it and, like, breaks all of the reflective surfaces in the apartment. The actor, I think, actually does this really good job of just, like, keeping his eyes, like, totally emotionless the whole time. I think a, I think it's a good bit of face acting. It was convincing to me, at least. It is. 
The actor for him is doing quite a good job at being a slightly unhinged hero. I would I galaxy brain weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and then Shinji explains what's going on. Um, they all head back to the cafe. Uh, Shinji and Ren kind of discuss about telling Yue the thing where she controlled the monsters. And they're like, nah, maybe don't do that. <laughs> Which is... Okay, I'm not sure that's the best of ideas. And then, like, Auntie's being all depressed in the closed cafe because nobody ever helps. I'll start trying to talk her into opening the cafe back up. And they're like, we'll do whatever you want, Auntie. Yeah. And she's like, anything? Yeah, and she's like, no. Cafe closed permanently. No, but then they play the anything card. And she's like, anything? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> Never agree That's to true. do anything. Um, a gazelle goes to talk to like uh, the company's yes men that his dad had, and they're like, "Oh man, even though your dad like kicked you out two years ago and wrote you out of the will, it was secretly so you would become a better person, so then you could run the company." Yeah, yeah this is. <laughs> Which seems like a bad strategy, I, but you know. Well, hey. I'm not. Into, I I got the feeling this was, this was a section of the board. No, oh, I 100 percent agree. That wanted control of the company, and knew that. Oh, hey, our recently departed CEO has a son that he fucking disinherited. He probably hasn't gotten anything. Let's go grab this fucking punk kid, and take it and just. He'll be perfectly happy to do whatever we say now that yeah, he, he gets... Surely knows nothing about running a business. Yes, yeah, he'll just leave it all to yeah. us, and he was doing it. Exactly. He'll just leave it to us, and we can do whatever we like. Um, then we cut back to Ori Journal, who published their story about Mirror Monsters, and uh, they're not having a good time with it. It's very, it's very funny. They're getting constant calls, making fun of them, and c- calling them irresponsible for publishing this... And canceling their subscriptions. It's it's like the idea that Ori Journal was reputable is funny to me. Yeah. Also, I'm like, what subscriptions? Do they? They don't seem to have a printing arm. Yeah. I th- well, I think they had like the online subscription thing, and they pushed to like the the mobile phones. It, was this like a thing back when? It, with like flip phones in Japan, like, do would you sub, like pay money to subscribe to a newsletter? I I believe that was the case. Yes, that's very foreign to my experience of the internet, but sure. I mean, the Japanese internet of this time period is something that pretty much no other country on the world experienced. Yeah, it it, it was apparently a pretty unique ecosystem. So I mean, sure, if that's how it works. Yeah, this was 2002, so this is, like, early mobile data. Uh, yeah, so we have our gazelle guy getting scammed. Yeah. They, they take him out to dinner and talk about their plan. Um, they're definitely not evil or anything. Nope, definitely not. No, like, I got the feeling that if he just played along and did what was asked of him, he'd have been able to live the exact type of life he wanted. Probably. Probably. I mean, yeah, they, like, throw a girlfriend at him within, like, a week. 
That's true. And, like, uh, he immediately falls in love. It immediately works. It's kind of... Did you guys get the feeling that she was originally, like... Because they have her meter, and then they go sit outside. And I, I got definitely got the feeling that she was like, okay, this I'm not entirely sure we want to do this. And then once he showed interest, she... I, I, like, saw come across her face of, oh. Oh, no. Okay, I guess I better just do this, then. I, I don't know. I was definitely wondering, like, is this someone who they just persuaded to go along with this guy? Or is she... I mean, she seems pretty genuine. I, like, is she I genuinely got the feeling it was a... She is the first or second... She is a daughter of this business associate... And she is being used as a as a piece in a move of like right, an arranged. Right. We're gonna put you into an arranged marriage with the CEO to get Daddy some more power. That's what it seemed like to me, and that like it won't be the last that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely thought that that was what was happening like at the beginning of the sequence. I didn't know if the idea was that she had actually develop some affection for him i'm not sure like i thought it i thought it mentioned that they were like maybe childhood friends or something or i could have just made that up in my head i i definitely didn't catch that yeah no i thought like it this is purely for my reactions of the actress's acting and her portrayal of it 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 just felt like the girl from the little bit it was it felt like this is a girl that's like she's always known that her dad is going to use her in some way and she's accepted it and she was like, oh, well, I'm going to try and get out of it. And she tried. And then, it, but is like, the guy's nice enough. He seems happy. He's got a turtleneck on. I can trust a guy in a turtleneck. I don't know. It is definitely one of those things where, like, her emotional reaction to this weird situation is probably more interesting than whatever else is going on. Because it's like, is she settling for him? Like, is that the thing that's going on here where she's like, well, I kind of always knew that this was going to happen, but he seems genuinely okay, so maybe this is the best shot he I'm going to have. He seems not the worst. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's like, some interesting emotional complexity in that situation that they don't really have time to explore. Yep. Because you got to have karate bugman fights. Yep. That's true. Pretty um, much. That doesn't even happen yet. We're, we kind of skipped ahead a little bit, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like the, the end of the episode, yeah. basically. Um, because then, like, Gazelle comes back and he's like, "Hey, cat boy, I brought you some food. Uh, aren't we good friends? Uh, what are you gonna do once you become a hero? Tell me about your goals and ambitions." Well, once, once I'm a hero, everyone will like me, and then it's like, oh, okay. That's what's going on with this guy. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, why would you think that? Well, it's because he's not thinking correctly. He's got to... Just like in my manga. I mean, he's a, he's a child. Like, that's the idea, right? That Like, he's literally so childish that he has not thought yep. this through at all. But just like in, in his way. American comics, Chris. <laughs> just like one of my Japanese animes. Um, so then a gazelle shows up to work the next day in like a fancy car and he's like, Hey person, here's some money. Go polish it. I have money yeah, now. He's got a nice suit now. So I, I know, I know how, I know how people with money act. So I, I'll, I'll act that exact way. That's true. And then Shiro shows up and he's like, Hey, uh, don't remember there's monster fights. And gazelle's like, nah, 
I'm good, actually. I don't really need to do that anymore, actually. Like, I, I got exactly what I was hoping for out of this, so I'm good. Yeah, and then Cheryl's like, well, you can quit, but all these monsters are ready to kill you. Yeah, he, he, like, throws his uh, deck on the floor, and he's like, uh, you might not want to do that. So, yeah, he scrambles back for his deck when he realizes that that does put him in danger. Yeah. Um, we then go back to the cafe where there's UA in a maid outfit. And that part that we talked about. Um, and then we kind of get, like, a montage of Gazelle trying to pay off the other writers to hire the other writers. The reverse situation, pretty much. Maybe I'm just so jaded by the amount of horniness I have seen, but this is a pretty conservative made outfit to me. It no, I don't is. disagree with that. It is it is conservative for the current year. <laughs> I'm... Is it conservative for the time period? I don't know, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was 20 years ago. I don't, I don't like, know. what? I don't know. Like, what's an anime that came out in 2000? What, what well, was on TV yes, in 2002? but that's an anime. It's animated. It's just a fucking same demographic. You're correct, but, yeah, but to the general public, anime is less real. Okay, you know what? Um, You know what? It's pretty conservative for 2002. <laughs> Um, was I'm just like Shobits I'm just like oh, a Full Metal Panic, um, Please Teacher, uh, UFO Wait, Valkyrie, cool. okay, a Chobits. Full Metal Panic was oh, out man, in 2002. UFO Valkyrie. Yeah, I haven't thought of that series in fucking forever. Yeah, I've never even okay, heard yeah, of yeah. UFO Okay, yeah, yeah. So you got Chobits, FMP, um, no, not that one. Please Teacher and UFO Valkyrie, just from the initial thing that Google shows me. Yeah, yeah, it, it's I pretty conservative. I literally have never heard of UFO Valkyrie. I before. mean, that's probably fine. It was not a great. It was. It was a. It was a young man horny show. Uh, yeah. Okay. It oh was, shit. Oh hey, look! Look at this gorgeous woman that has fallen from space and almost accidentally killed you, and so now has given you partial of her life. So you are now connected. And oh hey, maybe follow. No, but two thousand two was also um, Ayori um Ayoshi was just horny as fuck. Fuck, Ayori Ayoshi 2, God, that, that series is fun. What, was, what is that one about? That, I don't remember that. That is, uh, let me, let me think. Uh, here, I can, I can read the description. College student meets a, a pretty girl in a kimono. Oh yeah, okay, I've already, I've always seen pictures of the girl yeah. from this associated with it, and she looks like she's dressed pretty conservatively, I didn't realize it was horny Yeah, anyway. but, well, it's not her that's the horny character, it's all the other girls in the pseudo-harem. Alright, so... Like the American who runs around, if I remember correctly, in a bikini top and jeans. So yeah, you uh, know what? Like, um, oh shit, fighting Fudons was two thousand two. Man, remember the English theme for that? That was weird. What a I weird feel show. like I feel like the studio for School Days made a show in two thousand two because I'm like, this is just School Days, but it's not. Uh, Princess Tutu and Kitty Grade came out then too. Those were both interesting. Um, shows. To- uh, Tokyo Mew Mew was two thousand two. We've gotten a bit. Oh, off track. okay. One one more and I'm done. <laughs> um, Digimon Frontier was two thousand two. Okay, so I mean, two thousand two was a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, that's true. That's all. Oh wow, Inuasha was still ongoing in two thousand two. 
Damn. Razafan was still well, going. How did the fucking sequel to Inuyasha end up? That came huh? out fairly recently. The what? The sequel. Oh, um, Yasahime? Yeah. I watched a few episodes of that. It seemed pretty fun. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I think, I thought they just were, I thought that was still ongoing. I think that that's still coming out. Okay. I could be wrong. Oh man, Cubix was ongoing during this time still? This is a real-time capsule. <laughs> um... Old television. Dot Hack Sign was also 2002, but that's just like noting that Dot Hack Sign was a thing then, then it relating to this conversation. It was definitely a thing. Uh, what, um, isn't it, what, World Trigger? World Trigger is definitely the successor of Dot Hack Sign, by the way. If we were to pick anything that's on okay. TV right now. I was always told, um, Log Horizon, but. Oh, I meant Log Horizon. Log Horizon Log, yeah, I got World I got World Trigger and Log Horizon mixed up. Oh, I actually meant okay. Log Horizon. Log Horizon just does, that's the one that's about tax. Well, no, that's the one that where the manga <laughs> got caught for tax fraud. Yes, and the manga is about tax fraud. <sighs> yes, the part of the manga is about committing tax fraud in the way that he committed tax that's fraud real in good. reality, from my I, understanding. It's very I might funny. Add that to like my my read list this year. I'm I'm trying to read more stuff this year, so uh. That's what, um... Holy shit. Oh, no, wait. That was Beyblade V-Force. Not the first Beyblade. <laughs> uh, anyway, we should get back to this. Otherwise, I'm just gonna scroll through anime from 2002. I mean, Standalone Complex started in 2002, and, like, remember when we rewatched that? Like, that's pretty horny from the drop, too. I guess that's true. Yeah, anime is just horny in general. <laughs> but just, like, I, I don't know. I'm going to stick with, I feel like the main outfit is relatively conservative. No, it is. Is. I, I have one more, and then I promise I'm actually done. Uh, Gundam Seed was 2002. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, man. Ugh. And I guess technically Naruto. I, I snuck in two more. I'm sorry. Did Naruto start the in anime, 2002? Yeah. Naruto started... Nar uh, the manga started in, I think, like, 2001 or something. Or 1999? No, 1999 was One Piece. Yeah. I mean, according to my anime list, Naruto was fall 2002. So yeah. it actually premiered alongside Standalone Complex, Gundam Seed, uh, Get Backers. No one remembers Get Backers with <gasps> I... me, probably. I remember Get All Backers. Right. Wasn't that... That was about, like, repo people, right? Mm. Yes, anime yeah. repo people, but repo people. Um, I remember I always got it mixed up with Dirty Pair. That's kind of fair. I mean, that's fair. It's just Dirty Pair they is the They seem to have rhythm. similar concepts. 2002's just re also going seems like, oh yeah, Mecha was like a genre for a while before we forgot about it. For a little bit. Yeah, the more when like a couple mecha shows would yeah come because out every this was like Gundam and... Seed, Gravion, and um, King Gainer. I mean, the like easy stuff is now 
like isekai yeah. shows. Like they're very like everything. Everyone is doing an isekai show unless they have a specific yeah. reason not to. I hope we get past that soon. Uh, Give it another decade like or so. It's been about ten years since that started, right? Uh, ten years since the first one popped up, but it's only been about four or five since the yeah. Big I feel like started. we still got a bit. Like ten years ago was when it was getting big in the light novel area, so it's the the wave from that is finally hitting the uh, larger market. Holy shit. 2012, they were already on Sword Art Online Alicization. Yeah. And, like, that was when Excel World came out. Yeah. So, like, we need to go back even further than 10 years for the. Oh, hey, like, Macro Zero stuff. was in 2002. I need to watch that one sometime. I've uh, only it, seen clips from it. Okay. It's not, like, my favorite, but. Like, it, it Macross. I was sad I didn't get to go out to see seven in uh in theaters. You mean recently. um plus it was plus, definitely not I meant seven. Plus. I saw yeah. it. It was dope as fuck. Yeah, I'm in. I love that movie. I'm sure it was. It it's is a, a good, good movie. movie. Okay, so Kamen yeah. Rider. Yeah, back to Kamen Rider. We gotta fit our tangent in somewhere. New Year, same tangents. That's true. That's true. We were actually running pretty short up until now, so by the way. Ah. Uh, I mean, now that the, yeah, it's like this episode had stuff that happened, but it's like... I feel like the first episode in particular had like a lot of karate bugman fights. It did. It's, it had a lot of fighting. Yeah, I, I mean, 44 is mostly just about the story yeah. of Gazelle Guy. Like, it's about what yeah, happens so, to him. Yeah, because then he starts going to try to hire people with money. Yeah. He walks into the cafe with a giant briefcase of money. Yeah, Shinji's like, absolutely not. Ren's like, that's a lot of money. It's, it <laughs> is a lot. I think they're all 100,000 yen bills. It is a whole fucking lot of money. Yeah, um, but then he doesn't say anything. Um, and then he goes to Kidoka, who's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, I will just take this as a down payment, and I will start drawing up a contract for our further... For our further enjoyment, Goro, yeah. of course, comes in like, sir, are you sure that's wise? Like, dude, I, I said I'd draw up a contract. You know those things take, like, a year or maybe even two years to ratify. <laughs> and then Goro's just like, amazing, sir. I was like, that's a real dick move. But I don't know. I'm, I'm pro Kidoka in these episodes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, Kidoka's a dick, yes, and he's always been a dick, but he's being a dick to the right people. <laughs> I still kind of think that, like, Kidoka and Gazelle Guy have, like, the same character motivation. Kidoka is just cooler about it. Well, and Gazelle Guy is just more Kitaoka, genuine about it. Kidoka appears to have that thing of, oh, I just want to live my life. But in reality, it's, oh, God, I'm fucking dying. I don't want to die. Oh, God, I don't want to die. Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm... I think he's still, like, fundamentally a really selfish person. Oh, he though. is. It's just his desires for fighting are much le like... Gazelle had a very... Had a very light reason for fighting. His was this kind of half-baked, half-cooked... Ah, uh, you know, I want to live a good life. He didn't really have a set want that he wanted. Yeah, if, just if things could be generally better slightly, which, yeah. 
Whereas Kid Oka is a very focused, like, oh god, I'm gonna die, I don't wanna die. I don't know, I mean, do we, I don't think he is really committed to, like, actually trying to not die, though, because he doesn't seem to want to do the murders that are necessary for that. It's true. Well, it's... Yeah, I don't know, it's weird, because it's like, it, I, I'm not sure it's... Is, does the fact that he's a common writer, like, stave off his I don't think so. illness? Because if so, I could see that making him be a bit more blasé, but I don't know. Yeah, just they've a, been pretty unclear on how, like, common Rider stuff affects the characters physically. Because, like, just a couple episodes ago, we had him being like, oh, God, it like, his illness was a much bigger thing, but it seemed to have, like, gone back into remission or something. Yeah. I, I don't also know. do not know. I mean, is it? we don't know if it's, like, a cardiac issue or, like, a respiratory issue. Like, those things can... That's get true. better or worse. Yeah, we don't actually know what his fucking... Does he have cancer? Also something that you can sort That's of be fine true. with until you die. I think the actually just has an answer for this. I think they actually point out what disease it is. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, he, he has cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Does it say what kind no, of can it says cancer? What type of cancer he has, or does it just cancer. say cancer? Okay, the, the terminal kind, tragic cancer. He cancer. Ha he has. He cancer has, of the motivation. Yeah, he has. He has the. He has the terminal kind. The big C. Anyway, um. So yeah, um, and Perler is then like, ah, I think lawyers leading me on. Uh, time to go groom my cat boy. <laughs> Man, he brings some food. That's yeah. a fucking line. It's like, aren't we friends? We're friends, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That, that this this is an oddly like depressing scene. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's two people that have no understanding of actual friendship or relationships, both attempting to try and understand in a really dangerous, like personally dangerous and violent way. I, yeah, I mean, like, Tiger is, like, starting to feel affection, which is, it's like, oh, must kill now. Oh, right, affection. <laughs> yeah, that's the red flag. Um, yeah, so that happens. Um, then we get to the date part that we talk about, so just uh, insert date part yeah, yeah. here for the arranged marriage thing. Yeah, like, uh, Gazelle Guy goes out for lunch with two of the executives, one of them brought their daughter... And is like, yeah, clearly trying to hook them up. Yeah. And then afterwards, he's like, hey, you want to have a date without the adults around? Yeah. Uh, one of his one of his gazelles, um, like, tries to eat her. And he's like, oh, I guess I need to feed them. Yeah, he's like, I guess I gotta go do that. Um, so he runs off in the middle of his date to go do a murder. Yeah, Shinji gets attacked and then he kills that monster. But then he attacks Shinji. And then Catboy shows up, and he's like, ah, my friend, help me beat up Shinji. And then Catboy's like, ah, actually, I'm just going to stab you in the stomach. Uh, because you became important to me, so I have to kill you. Yeah, I was definitely wondering for a minute, like, oh man, Shinji's going to have a hard time fighting both of them. <laughs> and then Tiger just fucking backstabs poor little yeah. gazelle guy. And Shinji's like, no, I will not allow this murder to happen. And then he breaks him apart. 
and then technically the gazelle is not dead yet but um Takeshi then shows up and then murders him yeah yeah um but it's it's a really slow shitty murder because like his his deck gets broken and then like he just gets to like stand there and like try to interact with the real world desperately trying to get back before he disintegrates because i guess you can't phase out of the you can't phase out of the mirror world without a deck and deck gets thrown to the ground in a very similar way as he threw it to the ground earlier. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a whole thing where it starts, like, raining really hard, and the rain is, like, kind of crossing over between the mirror world and reality. Yeah. It's it pretty good. It's pretty tragic. Probably the most, like, terrifying death we've seen. Yeah, I definitely re- felt really bad for this guy. I mean, he's like one of the first characters who's died in a while. Who I was like, oh man. And he died in possibly the worst way possible, which I think worst way possible that's available in fucking Ryuki, which is dissolving away in the mirror world. Yeah, like not even yeah. his monster. Like for the other characters who lost their decks, their monsters came and killed them like immediately. But that's not really what happened there. It was just a yeah, slow I agree fucking that's the shittiest way to go. And uh okay, so yeah, and then like the scene kind of just uh goes over to like it's cutting back and forth cuz he's like picked up a shard of the mirror fragment. He's like standing on the bridge next to the girl he was on a date with and he's like trying to get her attention with the mirror shard. And like after he is dissolves, it just goes over to the real world where she's just standing in the heavy rain on the bridge like Clearly thinking that he bailed on her. Yeah, it's... Yep. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah. I think writer fights might be actually bad, guys? Mm, maybe. What? No know. way. I think they might be bad. I never yeah, would have thought. Impossible. How did you come to this conclusion? <laughs> I don't know. Just the show seems to be telling us something. Ah, I don't know. I don't. I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, the last scene of the episode is uh, back in Gazelle Guy's old apartment, where they show that the cat guy has like left it, and there's just the bird sitting in the empty apartment alone. Yeah. Oh, there was like a little parakeet in like a cage. I guess we never actually mentioned that. Yeah, the, but... there is. There is some. I, I'm not sure if they were trying to go with some weird caged bird symbolism. I hope uh, not. I, I think I, it was just, like, a sign of connection to life and reality more than, like, a specifically caged bird thing. It could have been any pet. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Just caged birds are kind of tragic when they look out the window. Also, they're easier to film. Very true. Pet fair. Um, cool. Easier to Good put job. them in the middle of an empty frame to convey, like, sadness... All right, we we have done the thing. We have recorded an episode. We did indeed, yeah, whole episode, a whole episode. Um, we'll be back next time with a whole nother episode. Oh boy, presumably on the beginning of Garo, maybe, or Toy Spider Man, or just Ryuki, oh, so we right. can finish the damn show. <laughs> That's true. We could just do three more Ryuki episodes. We could just power through it, and then we get to Decade for two episodes, and then we go straight into Blade. So, so the mirror, so, like, the alternate version of Ryuki, is he gonna, like, 
do the thing that the old Power Rangers toys used to do, where it's like a guy that folds into like a Zord or something. Man, and he's going to turn so. into a dragon. I mean, you'll have to see. <laughs> but um, do you guys? Uh, do do you? Uh, did you ever see the old Animorphs? Yes, Transformers? I have. I actually have a picture of them. I saw them at a toy show oh, a while God. back. Man, they're pretty good. I, I really liked the one that was uh, Tobias, the guy who turned into the hawk. That one was, like, pretty great. <sighs> Poor Tobias. Yeah. War's bad, guys. Especially war when you are bad. 13 and 14-year-olds committing a guerrilla war against the... Child soldiers yeah. might be double bad. Intergalactic... I'm glad. I'm glad uh, someone stated that, and no one was there to listen. Hmm. Every time I'm like reading people being mad about Harry Potter now, because of all of the legitimate reasons to be mad about Harry Potter, I'm just like, there was other good YA fiction coming out at the time. Yes. I was like always telling people about it, and they were like, "Whatever, nerd." Yes, but. Harry Potter was the one. Harry Potter was the thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, you can find us on the internet at journeythroughthedecacast.com where there are links to podcatchers and some Twitters. Um, yeah. Things and stuff. Uh, you can you can rate and review us. Um, that's neat. We like reviews. Oh yeah, I would love to be reviewed. Yeah, five stars or ten, depending on the system. Or you know, however you feel. Right. Mm, No, we live in a no middle slider society. Five stars is the only rating. (sighs) Sadly, I mean, you can also give your honest ones. We won't be we won't be super upset, and we probably just won't be upset. I'll probably just yeah. be sad for a little bit. <laughs> I don't think we would be that upset, but you know. Um, yeah. And we'll be back next time with a thing. Yeah. Uh, happy New Year. Uh yeah. get get back. Happy vaxxed. New Year. Yeah, happy new year. Stay safe from Omicron. Don't and, let it uh, set in. <laughs> Good night, everybody. And uh, trans rights are human rights. Uh, Passing through podcast. Remember that.